he had a bullet in the gun for a project that was like a dark reimagining of home alone or something like that. Um, maybe it'll come to light because most things that Ryan Reynolds does is pretty magical other than green lantern. So yeah. I want to take us on a little side quest. Goku's one of the greatest anime heroes of all time. He's badass. He's awesome. Dude, hands down, Final Fantasy VII wins every day. How could you not love the Mario Brothers movie? Robocop kicks everyone else's ass. And that's why Superman sucks. Oh, the Velociraptors kick ass in Jurassic Park every single day. Oop, went on a bit of a rant there, huh? Welcome back, ladies and gentle nerds. This is Eric with the SideQuest Podcast. we got a really fun episode for you. Happy Friday. Some main quests we're going to talk about tonight. The Halloween franchise and the latest movie, Halloween Kills. We're going to jump into some Marvel movie delays. Boo, Marvel. And we're going to follow up with some uh, DC fandom updates. Some new trailers and some new little tidbits out of the DC universe. So let's just jump right into our first main quest. The Halloween movie franchise. So, Justin, I heard through the grapevine that you saw the latest and greatest Halloween kills. I, I did, and the fact that you called it latest and greatest means you didn't see it. <laughs> I, I have not yet. It's on the list. It's on the radar. It's still Spooktober. I still have some time, so it's definitely, you got time. It's definitely on the radar. But how was it? I mean, spoiler-free, what did you think? So spoiler, fr- I, it's hard to. I, I'll go half spoiler free. Okay. Um, because it's a brutal, gory movie, which in itself is a little bit of a spoiler. The kills are ridiculous. <laughs> um, and in my opinion, that's a little bit on Michael Myers in comparison to the original nineteen seventy eight movie, where it was more of like a slow burn. Okay. So I and for what it's worth, I didn't like the 2018 movie. I didn't like. I, I thought what Danny McBride did was just shit. Ooh. I thought he he compare and I and for what it's worth, I love Rob Zombie and what Rob Zombie did with Halloween and H2. I thought was really awesome. Okay. Which I know is an unpopular opinion. A lot most people don't like that. Okay. But 2018, I thought, was horrible. And I just watched it for the first time last week and then jumped right into Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills is better than 2018. But it's, I mean, again, it's like you can go get a, Jeff's going to love this, you can go get a cheeseburger from McDonald's and <laughs> get your tummy filled up for a buck, and that's fine and dandy. Or you can go get an actual good burger from somewhere for 10 bucks yeah like kuma's corner some shit yeah this is how there we go (laughs) halloween kills is mcdonald's okay that's uh wow you you put that up there jeff uh have you seen the latest movie are you interested in going to see it i have um i've not seen it i watched the 2018 one um on sunday and Pretty much just mimic the same thing. Uh, yeah, Justin said. Okay, but uh, I want to see Halloween Kills. So okay, you know I'll watch all of them. I mean I don't care. Yeah, you're not. It's just it's Halloween. It's Halloween time. So 
Yeah, it is, and it's it's worth. I'm not I'm not audience convincing you not to watch it if you've got Peacock, and it's it's streaming on Peacock, and whether you're paying ten bucks or you're getting it free through your cable service, it's worth a watch because there's good brutal moments. There's some good comedy moments. Um, it's just not scary though. Yeah. Never once I found myself laughing more than being frightened. And to me, that's disappointing when it comes to a Halloween movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. And so just to break it down for our audience out there, in case you haven't followed the, I think 11 or 12 movies now that Halloween has had, there's like, there's five different channels and avenues of how you could watch these movies. Like which movie builds off of the last. So I have a short list here just to give everybody a breakdown. So for instance, Halloween that came out in 1978, the original, there was a direct sequel, Halloween 2, in 1981. And then it goes off into two different directions. From Halloween 2, it goes to Halloween H2O 20 years later, Halloween Resurrection, so those were in the late 90s, early 2000s. Or you go to Halloween, from Halloween 2, you go to Halloween 4, 5, and The Curse of Michael Myers, all those three movies in a row. All right? But also, if you're still following me, audience, from the first original Halloween movie, that's where they dive into the new 2018 Halloween as a sequel. Then it goes Halloween Kills that just came out. And then apparently Halloween is ending in 2022. So that's another avenue that this bad boy goes down. Season of the Witch is on its own. Halloween 3, it's its own beast. It's its own out in the ether somewhere. And then the Rob Zombie, like you mentioned, um, Justin, those are their own standalone movies. But they are you know, a, a first and a second there. So Halloween and Halloween 2. So... If you followed all that and your brain isn't hurting, there's a lot of different <laughs> Halloween movies. So I recommend you go out there and look at that because I think it may help you uh, when you're watching those movies. Like you can't just pick up one to two to three, go to four. You got to kind of mix and match and make sure you're following the right steps there. So just a little, little tidbit. But as a whole, guys, I'm wondering, like, what do you guys think of the franchise as a whole? So like Jeff, when you think of Halloween what keeps you coming back for more? Because you just mentioned you're going to definitely see Halloween Kills. So what is it about the movies that you just enjoy and want to want to watch? Well, you know, it's it's Halloween and it's Halloween time. So that's like the main motivation. Yep. This is the time of year where you watch these movies. I don't really watch Halloween outside of October. Um, but it's just Michael Myers. It's his character. He doesn't. You know, for a killer, he doesn't really say or do anything. He's just kind of this force of nature that just goes and murders people and doesn't seem to, you know, take pain or, like, die ever. So, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those franchises that you just keep watching, even if it's bad. Yeah. I can only imagine, like, 20 years from now, what this fucking, like... M- labyrinth of movies are going to look like and justin for you tossing that question over you um what's something that you really enjoy about the franchise even though you have kind of the hits and misses what what keeps you coming back and wanting to watch mr michael myers carve people up yeah i agree with jeff and what he's saying i mean just the the character himself is fascinating and it's like almost like a character study in the psychotic but i they you you see his face randomly throughout the franchise i believe like maybe like once it's like oh okay there he is or you see it blurred <laughs> and it's like okay you don't say shit um 
So it's interesting. So you have to look at the movie movies and the franchise from who are you investing your thoughts and hopes into? So whether it's uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's Loris, Laurie Strode, we got Paul Rudd's Tommy Doyle, we got PJ Souls thrown in the mix. Um, you can find yourself relating to a lot of the different characters in a way. Hopefully you don't relate to Michael Myers because if you do, go seek <laughs> professional help right away. Yeah. Hang up and dial that number, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you guys. It's a you know, it's a fun franchise to watch. I agree with you both. It's it's around this time. If it's ever on, which sometimes it is, like in the middle of June or April, where all of a sudden it's just on like AMC or some shit, and it's like, yeah, who's watching that right now? Probably not many, unless they're like super diehard. This is their life type of fans. Which, hey, hats off to you for doing that. Um, but yeah, I just I enjoy it like with the supernatural aspects. At some point, I'm assuming though, with Halloween ends coming in 2022, uh, are we setting ourselves up for like, okay, he's officially dead? Like at some point. The the body gets old. I don't know if you take in a little scientific side quest here, but guys, bodies get old and they die, right? So mm-hmm. Michael Myers, if he is human, which we're assuming he is, uh, that he will die at some point, and maybe 2022 is when it officially ends. And I'm assuming they got that bitch wrapped up tight. You know what's going to happen? I'm sure Laurie Strode is going to be involved in 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 the death, maybe. Uh, maybe an unmasking there. And what if he turns out to be like a John Stamos 11 out of 10 when they pull the mask off? Justin, what do you think about that? Oh, I, uh, I think that's that's <laughs> some Ray Mysterio level shit that you just threw out there into the, to the ether. So there we go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. oh, you know what's cool is that um, it, it was the timing was almost perfect, but I was just uh, scrolling through Netflix yesterday. And I landed on the movies that made us. I think we talked about that in previous episodes here and there, but it's actually the uh, first episode in the series is Halloween. So it was kind of cool that we were going to talk about this tonight. And um, I watched it yesterday and it was cool to just see the breakdown of how they made Halloween. Um, And a quick shout out to them. They also have Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, RoboCop, Aliens, uh, Coming to America, Nightmare Before Christmas, and Elf. So... I would definitely watch like at least five of those. So shout out to anybody out there that wants to watch that because that cool behind the scenes sh- uh, shit, I just love it. Eat it up. Eat it up. All right, boys. Well, let's move on to our very first segment of the day Retro Movie. Bond. James Bond. I'll be back. All right, here we are with the retro movie of the week, and we're going to keep things a little bit spooky here. Um, One of my favorite scary movies is The Blair Witch Project. It came out in 1999, actually July 14th, uh, you know, again, timing with how movies come out, especially when they're in the horror film industry. Uh, But this movie, if you haven't heard about it, is one of those kind of first point of view, you know, running through the woods type style shot movies, almost guerrilla style, I guess you could call it, um, where basically the, the the biggest takeaway from this movie that that I recall was the marketing. 
it was early internet days. They put up all these fake websites and fake missing posters and throughout uh, Sundance and all these little screenings they did, they were actually handing out flyers for people to say, Hey, these people are missing if you've heard or seen anything. So it was like, it was like top level marketing. It was like viral marketing before it was even like viral was a thing. Um, I, you know, going back and watching the movie, cause we, I did watch it the other week. It's, it, it's tough to live up to that late nineties feeling I had when I watched it. It still was fun to watch, but the whole running around and you kind of know what's going on in the movie and it kind of lost its appeal a little bit when you kind of know it's all a movie. Like I can't go back and recreate that 1999 feeling, but if I could, that would be definitely one of my little time machine visits. So, uh, Jeff, what about you, sir? Any, any memories of the Blair Witch Project watching it in theaters, family member, anything like that? I think like we that? watched it at, uh, the house when we were little and it was, you know, pretty terrifying at the time. <laughs> and, you know, the hell it was. Um, yeah, I mean, if you go and watch it now, it's kind of <clears throat> gated. But I think the thing is, once you've seen it, you kind of know what's going to happen. So it doesn't really, you know, the suspense and the um, craziness of it. After your first watch, it's kind of gone. So yeah. kind of agree with you on that. <clears throat> going back and watching it, it's not the same. But yeah, I mean, at the time it was like a very new thing. No one did anything like that. Yeah. It was, it was very exciting and also like freaky. Like people were freaking out. I don't know what those three people did during that marketing campaign because they must've just like hit them in a shed somewhere. Uh, cause I don't know how they like put up all these missing posters and like family members are probably like, uh, what are you talking about? They they're upstairs in their bedroom. Um, I don't know, <laughs> but apparently that didn't happen. Justin, what about you, sir? What, uh, any, any, First memories from the old Blair Witch days? Yeah, I definitely, I did not see Blair Witch in theaters. It was a VHS rental for me. Um, I want to say 2001, I saw it. I mean, I knew all about it. I knew what was going on and I was stupid and thought that it was real. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is horrible. Cause there, there was like TV specials that would air um what was it beckettsville or burkettsville the yeah. name of the town in maryland yep where they were like doing like on the ground man on the street interviews with people and as part of the marketing effort which is kind of brilliant and um i've worked with eduardo sanchez who directed and wrote if you can call it wrote there's really not much of a script it was pretty much all improvised and he's an interesting guy and his take on horror is kind of goes against the grain a little bit. So like to, to think what he created was very revolutionary and it launched the found footage whole subgenre, which we've seen with uh, that one thing and that other thing. And there's all these damn movies that it's just, uh, bullshit um, that try to copy <laughs> off of, of what Blair Witch Project did. But I think that, unfortunately, what the second movie did for creating the franchise is disappointing. I don't know if you've seen that, the second yeah. one. Uh, I forget what it's it called. Like, it was like Book of Shadows or some shit. Yeah, there yeah. it is. It was very <laughs> disappointing, and it just... Um, the mythology that they created in the first movie, then they just shit 
in a toilet and then peed on the poo. It was yeah, too bad. They really did. And also that second movie, they made it like the cinematic, you know, aspect ratio, like they actually filmed it with a real camera. So that was immediately the first thing that like took me out of that movie was like, okay, I I enjoy the first because it's like the found footage, first of its kind that I've ever seen, uh, that was actually a scary movie. And then they go and they take it and they just basically say like, hey, we're going to slap corporate Hollywood on this and let's make another. And it's like, oh boy. And I know it didn't. Yeah, because well. <laughs> the amount of money that they made on the first movie is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. They made like, I think if I, I read correctly, they made like 4,000 times their investment. So props to everybody that was a part of it for believing in the... You know, I think they spent like maybe five hundred thousand, seven hundred fifty thousand, maybe a million in this day and age. But I mean, yeah, they made hundreds of millions of dollars worldwide, and it was just and, that it was yeah. it was awesome. It was, and it was again, it was revolutionary. And you don't have Paranormal Activity without Blair Witch Project, which spawned I don't know six or seven sequels. Right? Yeah, they kind of really started that whole type of franchise. I mean. Paranormal Activity, Cloverfield, uh, the VHS movie, like uh, basically any movie you see nowadays that has that like found footage, you got to thank Blair Witch for. And again, it's hard to go back if you've never seen it before and you're just going to watch for the first time. It'll probably be tough. It's going to be a tough watch. You just got to sit there. Like uh, Jeff said, the improvising, like an hour and a half of people screaming and yelling at each other and then. The ending is probably my favorite. That's definitely the creepiest part for me. And I heard they shot like four separate endings and that's the one they landed on. And I'm so glad they did because it was, uh, whew, get some chills when I'm a little uh, 12 year old boy uh, in the basement alone. So yeah, shout out to them. Um, so thank you, Blair Witch, for being a part of our lives. That's our retro movie for the week. So let's just jump straight back into our main quest here. We're going to talk about some Marvel delays. Um... You know, Marvel decided on, what was it, a Monday or Tuesday this week that, hey, we're just going to delay, like, every fucking movie that's coming out in the next couple of years. For what reason, we don't know. Uh, I can't tell if it's, like, COVID-related or just they're trying to work some things out related, but... Uh, a couple of things that changed. So Doctor Strange is supposed to be coming out March in 2022, but that moved to May 6th. So a couple months there. Thor Love and Thunder. Thunder. Wow. With an F. Um, <laughs> that moved That moved to May from May 6th to July 8th. So that, again, moved again or, you know, moved back. Black Panther was supposed to be July 8th. Now it's November 11th. So they're really moving some stuff back. And Black Panther Wakanda Forever is moving like five months back. Um, it's just getting crazy. The Marvels are moving back. They're going to 2023. Ant-Man and the Wasp was supposed to be February. Now it's July 28th, 2023. It's just like, I wonder if like there's some major fuck-ups there. Like, is it casting? Is it story-wise? Is it just they haven't figured it out? Like, Justin, I'll toss this one over to you. What, why do we think all the delays all of a sudden? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I feel like it's not COVID-related, I've seen there there was some pretty intense arguments on Twitter today about some, you know, quote unquote leaks, um, whether you believe that they're leaks or conspiracy theories or just somebody drunk in their parents' basement <laughs> talking about how uh, the new Spider-Man movie and Doctor Strange 2 in particular had massive story issues with test audiences. Mm. 
Um, I don't know that it's real. I mean, again, anybody can just wag their penis on Twitter and be like, look at me. <laughs> oh, oh, um, but I, I think that um, there's probably a little shred of truth in there, um, especially when you're talking about how big these movies are. Just the amount of set pieces and players that are involved in or potentially will be involved in the Doctor Strange movie. And we are completely confirmed with the new Spider-Man movie, but I think we're like 90% confirmed that we're definitely getting multiple Spider-Men and we're definitely getting Green Goblin. I mean, we saw the pumpkin and it's just like, yeah. it's so exciting, but at the same time, there's just so much anxiety over it. So I just, it, it worries me because I think, think that Marvel is seeing some diminishing returns with what they're putting out. And I, th I think less people are as excited with phase four with the time and investment that we made for phase one, two, and three. Like I just, I personally am just kind of like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like are, we're still doing this. Can we, <laughs> can we have a break? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, what do you think about that? The delays and everything uh, Justin just brought up. I think probably the biggest thing was after that Black Widow um, lawsuit that they're just they're in like this giant legal battle at the moment mm. and trying to figure out where they're going to put it on streaming or if they're going to do movie or they. I just think right now they need more time to sort that out. They probably had to renegotiate every actor's. Um, contracts due to whatever happened with black widow so that seems probably the most likely reason mm -hmm. why they're delaying this because if they release something and they haven't fixed contracts or whatever they're gonna run into like a bunch of the actors throwing lawsuits at disney like left and right yeah yeah sue the mouse yeah i i i think that's an interesting take uh i didn't even think about that you know i know they settled that with black widow and i think she got like you know 40 or 50 million dollars so hey good for you good for colin jo jost or whatever his name is uh the man uh, of that relationship um but i think you know i just don't i don't like delays because we already experienced that when like covid hit and i felt like we were finally back on track so it hurt a little bit when i saw those delays Justin, if it's your route where it's more story-driven, um, I have to agree. We're kind of getting into that, fuck, man, I got to pay attention and think about this now to kind of understand it. I mean, if you're not deep into the lore of Marvel, I feel like it's kind of getting there. Like, even, uh, I don't know, any um, anybody out there just randomly watching the Loki series without a little bit of backstory about who the fuck is Kang. Like, you know, he's one of those guys I had to look into. Like, I'm not close to what he does or who he was. So it kind of threw me off a little bit because I would start to hear these murmurs about Kang and this and that. But I feel like they're getting into that territory where, like, you know, audience members, they're not, we're not dumb, per se, but we just want, like, mindless, fun action. A good story is always great. Trust me. Don't, don't get me wrong with a good story. But... When we start to get into all these different rules and multiverse and like who's this and how and what happened, if you have to go back and watch the movie again because something didn't make sense, like maybe that's what they're running into. And that could be a little bit scary, but I guess whatever, take your time and bake it and make sure it's right. So I don't know. And maybe it probably is money driven too, Jeff. That's got to be one of those things where you're right. 
are they going to release it straight to Disney Plus or is it going to be a mix of theaters and Disney Plus and everybody's going to just get, you know, butt hurt about the millions that they were <laughs> owed, you know. So a lot to think about, but it was it was just random that all of a sudden everything just got delayed, like not even just one movie, but like six or seven, you know. Yeah, and just to tack onto that, maybe we'll, we can call this a side quest, but Ooh. Indiana Jones 5 being delayed an entire year. Yeah, and I know, uh, I hear like Harrison Ford's not having the best time with that. Didn't he get injured a couple times? Or Yeah, he's like <laughs> 78. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, yeah, that's a good side quest. Are we Are we excited about the new Indiana Jones movie. Like, I mean, I'll probably go see it just for the sake of like, it's gotta be his last one. Not that he's going to die, but probably retire. You think, but like, are you excited about it, Justin? I'm excited about it because the fourth movie sucked so hard. (laughs) Yeah. That, I mean, they've only got up to go. And so I'm excited that they're doing it, that they're not doing some James Bond level passing of the mantle type of the thing that they were kind of setting up with Shia LaBeouf in the last one. And they just, hopefully just that is just dead. (laughs) Hopefully even Stevens is not in this movie at all. Yeah. Agreed. I know. I, I, we'll see what happens with it. I don't know. It's, it's just tough that he's so old and he's still trying to be Indiana Jones. And you just know, like for me, that that's what ruined the Irishman for me because like, you know, they just did the de-aging on Robert De Niro, but you could tell, like, half those scenes, he was ready to break a hip. Like, he was not moving like, oh, a, like a 30-year-old. So I feel like we're going to get that treatment with um, Mr. Uh, Mister Harrison Ford here. Jeff, what what do you think about that one? Uh, I mean, I, mean uh, I'm, I don't really care. <laughs> I figured. Like, um, yeah, yeah, nothing. Like, who I, gives a fuck? <laughs> like, I don't care. I, who asked for this movie? Nobody, nobody. So, yeah, my my hot take is I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on tomorrow's newspaper. I don't, Jeff. I do give a fuck. Um, yeah, I mean, who does? Well, I think if you're Disney, you're probably looking at all your IP and like, okay, we got Marvel, we got Star Wars, we got Indiana Jones, uh, and they even like wipe some movies from the slate too. There was like untitled Marvel projects uh, coming up in 2023 that didn't even have a name to it. And they just like wiped them off the map. I wonder, Justin, like you said, if the, the, you know, the lack of audience or the, the lack of excitement, because I'll be honest, I feel like the first 23 movies, it was kind of like a bad breakup at the end, like going into phase four, it's almost like trying to be a rebound or something like maybe it's too soon or we're not ready even though we waited a while and we started to get the shows and a couple of movies like i feel like what they did with the first three phases with all our favorite characters that has come and gone and now we have to deal with kind of like the aftermath so maybe we'll have a different opinion in eight or ten years when we see what's actually (laughs) happened but it's just it's it's tough like i agree with you it's like it's it's a lot and you know, take time and bake it out. And, you know, some people are eager to go see these movies and other people are just like, eh, I'll see what the reviews say first, you know? I'm sure it'll be one of those just usher in the new generation of Indiana Jones is what no one asked for. Yeah. And it'll be like four kids. One will have a missing leg. 
Oh one identifies as being a dog. And you're like, <laughs> okay, this is this is great. And they all really survive in this movie. Uh, they all survive a nuclear blast inside the the family pantry fridge uh, somehow. Yeah, it's gonna... somehow. Yeah. So just real quick, let's sub side quest one more layer. Ooh, yeah. Let's... Do it. Let's do it. Let's get down in there. Talking about what Disney Plus is doing, coming out next month, we've got this magical sequel to the Home Alone franchise. Oh, did you guys watch God. the trailer for what's it called? Home yeah, Sweet Home Alone yeah, or whatever. I I had to pause it about 30 seconds in, walk away. Uh, and come back to it because I was just so sad. Just sadness, is right? What I, is what I felt immediately watching that. It was just—it's so bad. It's just so <laughs> bad. Like nothing about it is exciting, and they literally just take all the kind of little parts that made the first one magical and try to like redo it in this one, and it just didn't make any sense. It was so bad. I want that time back, Disney. Jeff, do you have any skin in the game for that? <laughs> I mean, I could barely watch the trailer. But again, you have to realize these movies aren't being made for us. Like, Disney is not making this for the original people that saw the original Home Alone. Um, it, they know it'll piss off all of us, but <laughs> at the end, as long as like your nieces or nephew watches it and they like it, then Disney's made money. Yeah. You got it. There you go. There. What do you think, Justin? I'm I'm curious about it. Um, I I know I'll watch it. I feel like Eric, you'll probably watch it. I feel like Jeff, you might get suckered into watching it, but not pay attention. <laughs> um, on in the background, right? Um, I don't. I think it looks like a shit movie. I don't think it looks any bit good. I I think I I definitely do agree with Jeff where I think that from a marketing standpoint, there's a division in who they're trying to make this movie for. Is it for the seven-year-old in 2021 or is it for the seven-year-old in, you know, 1989? Who is it for? But the fact that buzz comes back tells (laughs) me that they might have something up their sleeve that we're not fully expecting. Yeah, the fact that he's back, he is just like, I, I wonder what happened there. Like, was he just like, please, anybody, I just need to be in another film. And he w- they they went through the whole list of every character. And half the people didn't even pick up their phone because they're too famous. Uh, the other half were like, why the fuck would I be in part of that? And then Buzz, of course, Buzz is in it. And it's like Officer Buzz or like Security Guard Buzz, whoever the fuck it is. Oh right. my god. Uh, I thought, you know, I could have swore, I don't know if this was a rumor, I dreamed it. I could have swore somebody was trying to either buy the rights to it or like create a new home alone and there was a little bit of an uproar on it. I, I feel like it was a famous yeah. person like It was Ryan Reynolds. Yes, that's right. Ryan Reynolds was trying to like redo it or reboot or take it over or something in a in some kind of way. Yeah, he had he had a project in a project that was like a dark reimagining of Home Alone or something like that. Um, maybe it'll come to light because yeah. most things that Ryan Reynolds does is pretty magical, other than Green Lantern. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, it would be, yeah, he's like 
when I look at the the articles for it, it was Ryan Reynolds wants to make a stoner reboot of Home Alone. <laughs> That's and, what it is. It was a I, stoner reboot. Yeah, and I think Macaulay Culkin was all over. Like, fuck yeah, man, I'll be a part of it. Like, I'll be the dad or the son, whatever you need me to be. I think he was all over it. And, and then Disney, of course, is like, yeah, no, don't worry, guys, we got it covered. We got this great, great little gem that's coming out in 2021 here. In fucking what is it? It's yeah, in in November. Okay, at least we're close to Christmas. It's not like April. Um, so well, yeah, hey, cheers to those guys. Um, good luck, have fun, and I'm sure people will watch it. That's what it's there for. All right, we'll jump into a brand new segment. We're gonna answer some of your fan side questions. Woo! Right. Shout out to some of our listeners that gave us some questions to talk about tonight. In uh, a, a quick little lightning round from the Toddcast podcast, shout out to those guys. Uh, we shouted them out on our very first episode of year two, uh, episode 104. So go back, check that out. But these guys always give us just like odd, fun, weird questions. They're right up our alley. Great guys. So go back in our archives and listen to that episode where we uh, had a little collaboration there. But the first one is, gentlemen, preferred toilet paper, any kind of brand. How do we wipe? Do we like it? Is it soft? Is it hard? Is it sandpaper? Justin, throwing this one to you. Oh, it's definitely sandpaper with like a porcupine attached to it. Let's get that... Get that poop. Get it out of there. <laughs> exfoliating. Dig it out. Exfoliating. Jeff, what about you? Preferred. I've, I don't even know what brand I use. <laughs> just whatever's just there. Buy it. Don't really, I'm don't the, I know. I'm the, yeah, I'm the same way. Soft and I think it's Kirkland brand or whatever's in Costco and whatever's available because everybody's like still to this day hoarding toilet paper because that's a thing. So... Yeah, preferred toilet paper, something soft and and that doesn't hurt. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you guys. I hope there, I hope there are uh, no better answers than that. Um, so yeah, thanks, Toddcast Podcast. Next up from them uh, is about Dick Cheney, who I haven't thought about in a long time, except for that movie Christian Bale was in as him. Uh, but he was wondering if is Dick Cheney's favorite meal baked ziti. Uh, Jeff, I know this one is a favorite of yours because it's food based. So what do you think? Um, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Good answer. We'll accept it. Justin, what about you? It's easily a bratwurst. I mean, Dick, Ooh. bratwurst, come on. Yeah, okay. I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, I don't know if it's baked ziti, but I feel like any meal that makes, makes him sweat. He just looks like a sweaty human being. So if the baked ziti is hot enough and he's eating it and he's just like, you know, you know, dampering his head with a napkin or whatever the fuck he does, uh, I feel like that's what he does. So thanks. For that question. And last question from the Talkcast podcast. Will urinal cakes be offered as sugar-free in the next five years? Uh, so they're assuming it's going to be edible. Uh, I will go ahead and answer this one. It's funny that they say that because urinal cakes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, but mostly ladies for those that don't know, it's the little uh, thing you aim for when the men are in the, you know, restroom. And they sometimes look like Something that's like a piece of candy or you can eat it. And so they're wondering if it's going to be sugar-free. I don't know. I don't want to find out. And I hope I never eat one. But damn, if they if they made a candy for it, ooh, it would be hard to resist. So, Jeff, what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything <laughs> about candy piss pot things. So <laughs> I passed. Candy piss pot. I think <laughs> you just branded it. Nice work. Uh, Justin, what about you? 
It depends on how long it's marinated for. Um, I think if you marinate it for long enough, um, the sugars, the sugars cook out of it. So you've got more of a tender flavor in, in the, uh, per bite. (laughs) So that's what I think about that. Very good. Well, if you're still with us, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you are. We appreciate the questions podcast podcast. Moving on to Adam and Greg's GPC. A little bit more of a normal question. So uh, what are we saying about the new Batman trailer? Do we think there might be the Court of Owls? Great question. Guys, hold your thoughts. Follow-up, B. Hilgi had a similar question where she asked, where does Lego Batman fall on your Batman movie movie ranking because it's a fucking masterpiece. And so with that, I'm so glad you two asked that question because we're moving into our next main quest and those will be really relevant. Here we go. So DC Fandom was the latest DC event that came out last week. A lot of trailers, a lot of little hints and DC things happening out there in the world. And among those was Black Adam with The Rock, who is... He's really hyping up this movie on his own. He's all over, like, social media, and he thinks this is going to be, like, the greatest movie ever. So he's been working on that movie for a long time. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I probably personally won't see it. I know, Justin, I think you had a different opinion about the first Aquaman. It wasn't my favorite. Um, That sequel's being in production right now. Static Shock starring uh, Michael B. Jordan is announced. The Batman, obviously, with Robert Pattinson, so we'll come back to that in a second. Uh, The Flash had a trailer, so the new Flash movie with uh, Ezra Miller, and he was in the Justice League movies and the uh, previous uh, Batman vs. Superman movie and all that fun stuff. So he's getting his own movie with uh, the Flashpoint uh, timeline and and comic in play. Batgirl, Blue Beetle, uh, some fucking movie called DC's League of Super Pets, apparently. There's going to be Super Pets that's animated for kids, so hooray for them. Um, an Injustice animated movie, and many more. So the list goes on and on. So everybody out there, go check out DC Fandom. If you are a DC fan, I'm sure you've already seen a lot of it. But I want to pivot back. Anything I just talk about, anybody got comments on Black Adam or Aquaman before we jump into the big boy, the big bat boy? I mean, feel bad for The Rock because um, <laughs> he's jumping into the DC Cinematic Universe. So I'm sure Black Adam will be... Extremely generic, dark, use a gray filter on everything, and all the bad guys will look exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, and the plot will be very mediocre, <laughs> and you'll watch it once and be like, all right, that happened. Yeah. And you'll never watch it again. I agree with you. I feel, you know, I, I, I wonder how much money he's making for it, though, so we can't feel too bad for him, but I agree. Like, I feel like if anybody's going to cross over to the Marvel world after they touched and tasted DC, uh, I feel like The Rock's going to be one of those in phase five or six or whatever the fuck it's going to be. I don't even know yeah. about Black Adam. I, I just, uh, the first I heard of him was when The Rock was wanting to do him. So I know he's part of the Shazam universe, I believe. He shoots little lightning bolts or something. <laughs> little sparkle fingers. Oh my gosh, Justin! What about you? Any any care in the world for Black Adam? Nah, yeah. I gave up on the the DC movies. Yeah, years ago, and I have just no interest. I yeah. just I, I did watch Joker. If yeah. we count like that, Batman is the only thing they can somewhat do right. Yeah, just and I think that's just because Batman of all the DC heroes 
is the most interesting, like, little pocket in the DC universe uh, compared to the rest of them. I mean, who the fuck wants to see another stupid Superman movie? Aquaman. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I think Batman's just, he's very unique in the fact that his is just an interesting character with interesting villains and an interesting plot. And so even if the movies are subpar, it's still Batman. So it's still cool. Yeah. But the rest of the DC stuff is just, I don't, those characters just don't, they all seem very bland. And like when you watch like Thor and stuff, they're, they're more complicated characters and there's more humor in it. And I just think like, the Justice Leaks takes themselves way too seriously. And uh, they're a bunch of, like, Debbie Downers. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. And I think, yeah, the only shining lights... I, I would agree with you, Justin. The Joker was enjoyable. I enjoyed watching in theaters. I thought Joaquin Phoenix did a great job. Uh, to A different take on the character and kind of a grittier storyline. So that was fun to see. Um, I just think the Batman right now with Robert Pattinson is kind of the thing that's getting the most hype and that that latest trailer so going back to adam and greg's gpc when they ask about what do we think of the new trailer i personally i enjoyed it i i like that it's going in a different direction in style um i got a little sick of the nolan style batman films yes the dark knight was uh for a lot of people like the one of the best movies they've ever seen or so they believe but i was just kind of it was kind of a time and place. So the Nolan movies worked for the time that it was in and the the style of the Nolan movies. But it's cool to see more of a noir film, um, you know, kind of Batman style, detective style. So I really enjoyed the trailer. Justin, what did you think about the trailer? Yeah, I'm so detached from DC movies that I didn't even bother watching it. <laughs> I, well, that's I don't. A fair I never. I just, I don't, I'm, I'm not against Pattinson being Bruce Wayne slash Batman. To be fair, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him in it. So I don't know that I've ever seen him act. Oh. Um, yeah, I avoided all the Twilight movies. And then that 9-11 movie that he was in, I did not watch that. And I, I just saying name one more Robert Pattinson movie. Oh yeah, I remember. All right, I'll. I, I remember watching a couple movies that were were actually enjoyable. They weren't like you know. I didn't really ever watch the Twilight movies, but um, I heard. I have not seen it, but I heard the Lighthouse was somewhat acceptable. Or kind uh, of a, okay, touche, touche. Lighthouse, but then there was two other ones. Um, I think it was Good Time he was in, and then there was one where like him and his brother were like drivers or race car drivers or some shit. Um. Christopher Nolan's movie, and surprisingly, I think he was the best part of it, even yeah. though he was too much. The yeah. Rest of that movie sucks. Yeah. So there, I think there's still hope for him. I guess we'll find out with uh, this movie. I mean, I, you know, I think he'll just have that different take on it, and the trailer definitely made him look, you know, like his own style of Batman, and he just seems like he's gonna be raging and just kind of like down this path of just wanting to beat the shit out of everybody and just like. I don't know if it's because his parents were murdered or I don't know if it's because of something else or girl dumped him. Who the fuck knows anymore? Um, but it seems like it's going to be a definitely a darker turn. And personally, I would say if Paul Dano was not the villain in this movie or one of the villains being the Riddler, 
I, dude, I'm a huge Paul 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 Dano fan or Dano, however the fuck you say his last name. Um, you know, the, there will be blood and what else is he in? He's in a bunch of movies. Uh, the Prisoner. Um, he just does a Little good Miss job. Little Sunshine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does a good job being a villain and like a guy that you just want to beat the shit out of or you think you do. Um, so I don't know, Jeff. What'd you think? Did you watch the trailer for Batman? Yeah, I mean, it looks looks decent. Yeah, um, like it's got a. Uh, like a cool story. I like the more grittier version of Batman. Um, I think Robert Pattinson will do fine. I mean, I got nothing. It's the only interesting DC movie. Yeah. <laughs> that I again care about. So. Yep. Agreed. I hopefully it'll be good. I just hope the Riddler's not too much Joker-ish. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, I think it'll be good. Okay. And then their last part of that question was, think there might be the Court of Owls. So this is where it gets into that deep comic book lore. Justin, does the Court of Owls ring a bell for you? Yeah, I've, I've, I'm familiar with it. I've heard it discussed. Have I read the storylines? No. Yeah. So I'm, um, I mean, for what it's worth, when I was younger, I used to, I used to read a lot of DC comics, a lot of Superman, a lot of Batman, but. Anything like past 1992, I couldn't tell you a shit about. Yeah, there you go. That's fair enough. Yeah, the only thing I read up on them is they're, they seem to be kind of the, the, the man behind the curtain. Like the reason why all good shit or bad shit happens in Gotham, it's based on the Court of Owls and they're running the show. And that's really the, the 10,000 foot view I got from it. So... I suppose it would be cool if there's more layers to the story that help uh, make it a good movie. And if there's kind of a, a possibility, if the movie does well and the story does well, that there could potentially be a sequel. So who knows? Maybe they're in it. Maybe they're not. And maybe there's real owls or animorphs. We don't know anymore. It's it's 2021. <laughs> um, so uh, leading on top of that, B. Hilgi, again, she asks, where does Lego Batman fall in your movie rankings for Batman movies? And I'll be honest... I've never seen it. I saw the Lego movie, but I never went back and saw the Lego Batman movie. So uh, a personal apology, B. Hilgi, that I've never seen it, so I can't rank it. What about you guys? Anybody seen it? Uh, I have not, so I don't have. <laughs> I think it's going to be zeros uh, all around. The... Did you watch it, Justin? No. no, there was a Lego Batman video game, though, wasn't there? I think there was. Yeah, I don't think I played yeah. it, but I think there was. I I if I think I played it, and I remember that being fun. So, uh, B. Hilgi, if that counts as an answer to your question, if there was a video game, I did play it, and if I did play it, I did enjoy it. Well, she's apparently saying we got to go watch it, and, um, you know, I, I mean, I don't mind. I thought, I mean, I enjoyed the first Lego movie. It was definitely exciting, and what's his name? Um, is the voice of Batman in that movie, the fucking Job from Arrested Development, Will Arnett. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, so, so he's the Batman voice. And, I mean, it came out in 2017, so this is already four years ago. I thought it was more recent than that. I don't know why. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess if it's on TV, maybe I'll check it out. So we'll have to hold to answer that question after one of us watches it and ranks it. So it seems like, according to her, it's fucking amazing and a masterpiece. So we will take you up on that. Um, cool, guys. I mean... That's really all I had for today's episode. I'm trying to think if there's any other DC bullshit going on. I mean, The Flash is one of those that 
I don't really have much skin in the game. I think he's a cool character, and he was I enjoyed him in the uh, Suicide Squad or God Suicide Squad, the Justice League movie, Zack Snyder's. Um, but that was about it. Like I again, like you guys, I'm I am also out of the DC world. It doesn't appeal to me, and I'll just wait for the reviews before I go see it. That's about it. There you go. There you, there go. you go. That's all she wrote. Dick Cheney choking on bratwurst. So, gentlemen, with that, how shall we end this very special Friday episode? Uh, Jeff's been a little bit quiet, so I want to put him on the spot and get his best Batman voice. You are Bruce Wayne. You got the mask on. What does Jeff as Batman sound like? Oh, that. Mm. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That, that was, sounded like a that fart. Was, that was scary. What if what if somebody stepped on your shoe as Batman? What would you say? Like you're standing in line, you're trying to get coffee, and someone steps on your shoe and ruins it. Mm. <laughs> it sounds like a <laughs> a spooky ghost. It's like. Ooh. <laughs> Batman. I'm gonna, there we go. I'm gonna wear hockey pads. 